Hello, welcome to the Pop Culture Federation Podcast. I'm your host, Mikey. I'm a Healthy Matt. And hi, I'm Healthy Ron. So guys, why are you putting the word healthy in your tagline? Because I beat the freaking plague. <laughs> yeah, take I, I mean... that, Nazis. Yeah, can't keep me down. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you guys are feeling better. Both Thank of you. you. Thank you. Thank you. I uh, don't know how the show the show would not have survived. So, I'm glad about? that you're putting the show in front of our health. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people would have loved to just hear you ramble on for an hour. <laughs> yeah, me and my fucking loser friend. <laughs> oh, so instead of one loser friend, you have two fucking loser friends. <laughs> Welcome to I, the show. Yeah. <laughs> I um, that's an inside joke, I guess. But anyway, the joke so... is our health and safety. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's well, I'm glad you guys are. I'm glad you guys are better. Um, I was worried for a while, especially uh, about two weeks ago, when both of you were like really out of it. And um, when we had the meeting, I was like, "Damn, they sound awful." Thanks, yeah. guys. Thank you. Um, so, I hope all of our listeners are doing well out there. Um, having had, potentially, the coronavirus, it is not fun. I don't recommend. Um, it would get a terrible score on Rotten Tomatoes for both critics and viewers. So, um, yeah, try and stay safe. Please continue to wash your hands. Yes. Although, tell, please do. Tell the, the best, people you love that you love them. The best, The best part for, like, my side... Well, the best part, there's no best part about getting sick. But, so, I'm with my folks and my grandma right now. And out of the four of us, my grandmother was the only one not to get sick. So she was just, like, just dabbing on all of, like, the disease and just being like, fuck this, I'm not getting sick. (laughs) That was, like, pretty much just, like, her mental (laughs) of all of it. Just like, nah, I'm not getting sick. And we're just like, okay, good for you. It worked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best part hey. for me was I like I finally got the time and initiative put, to put together my will. So I did that. Oh. Did you really? What yeah, was man, it, it, what, it, it what were you gonna be, give me? Do you want me to actually tell you what I was gonna give yes, you? Yes, I actually want to know what I was going to get in your will. You were gonna get my Game Boy Color. And all That's like it? All my handheld games. What do you want? I don't own anything valuable. I want 50% of your estate. That's what, what? I want. That, what? No. Marry me, bitch. Uh, we'll talk off the pot. Okay. <laughs> so, Mike, did you miss us? <laughs> I did. We were, we were trying to record for like two weeks, and then they were like, no, nah, I can't. And I'm just like, these guys sound awful, and I feel really bad. <laughs> The only reason I didn't want to record is because I thought I was going to die. But, you know, besides that, I felt okay. Yes, yeah, same. I didn't well, want to bring the 
viewer, the listeners vibe down by just going, oh man, he sounds like he's about to die. You know, I tried to send, I tried to send you presents. Matt got his present. I got my present. They couldn't find his address. Ron is, Ron had to call both his landlord and the post office today because they were both having problems with getting Ron mail. Ron doesn't know why, but (laughs) yeah. There was also one good thing for me this week. Um, well, yeah, so right when the the stimulus check came, um, I also got my tax return and, like, like, a bonus for work. So I, you know, splurged a little bit and bought myself a bunch of stuff, but that was, like, three weeks ago. And what ended up happening is all of my deliveries from three weeks ago ended up coming this week. So every day this week... I've been getting packages, so oh it's God. been, like, delivering Far me. Out. Yeah, so, like, I've gotten, like, a Nintendo Switch, I got a new game controller, I got, um, I got, uh, I finally got my first Premier League jersey for soccer, shout out to Mike, um, I got a bunch of clothes, and my <laughs> most important treasure of all of this, I finally got a hamper, so <laughs> I could finally throw all of my clothes into one thing and i could finally like do my laundry without grabbing up like my clothes in a bundle and walking downstairs and doing my laundry so i'm a very happy boy today although today is the end of delivery week and that is sad so r.i.p delivery week i um so i i'm like super paranoid and i get we get i get i don't go to a grocery store or anything so i get everything delivered um and I kind of like leave it in the box in the and I leave it outside for a day or two and then I bring it in and leave it for almost a week to decontaminate. So it's like kind of going through, I don't know, going through uh, stuff that I ordered like, I don't know, two, three weeks ago. It's finally being opened up. Trying to get non-perishables. You got to get real creative when you're like cooking. Mm. Um, but... Ron, I did start a project that I always wanted to do. Making a baby. And I did start a different project that I always wanted to <laughs> I do. I started two projects <laughs> that I've always wanted to do. And you know the child will be named Ron, right? Please don't. Don't Ronald, put that on that child. Ronald Wegman. After you. <laughs> but I'm starting so I take photo ops at a lot of cons with a lot of celebrities. It's just like a thing that I do. And um, one of my prized ones was with Brie Larson, who Ron loves and loves in Captain Marvel. And I wanted to get it framed, but instead of just getting it in a regular frame, I got a one of those frames that you would put a jersey in. So it's a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. And I am just putting, like Brie Larson. And I'm putting every, <laughs> future friend of the show, Brie Larson. And I'm putting a uh, every appearance, every first appearance of either Carol Danvers, Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel, or her as Captain Marvel, in Dude. it around the photo, and then hanging that up. That's pretty cool. So the first appearance of her as Captain Marvel in uh one of the spider-man 
comics is decontaminating right now. Nice. And then her first appearance as Miss Marvel is also decontaminating. I don't care about conditions, so I go for like some of the worst kind of ones. As long as it's not like super beat up or like stained. I don't need like a high grade just because it's going to be like framed and then put up on the wall. So I thought of you because I know how much you love the movie. I actually love Brie Larson like as an actress. Like legitimately, she is one of my favorite actresses. And yeah, Captain Marvel is a movie. She's great in Scott Pilgrim. Oh my God. she's. Have you ever seen Room? Go see Room. I've seen The Room. Yeah. Starring Tommy Wiseau. I feel like everybody has seen The Room, not Room. Not, not what not, I'm talking about. But How many people do you think have mistaken The Room for Room? Like Several. They, yeah, they probably oh. were like trying to rent that movie and ended up with Tommy Wiseau and just was like, <laughs> whoa, this is weird. <laughs> this movie is a lot different than I thought it'd be. <laughs> just waiting for Brie Larson to show up. <laughs> just never does. So when he says, I did not hit her. Was he talking about Brie Larson? <laughs> That's such a good movie. It's such a bad, good movie. I I got a, a long time ago, an autographed copy of the DVD. I mailed in for it. And he wrote on it, Dear Mike, may all your dreams come true. Love, Tommy. Aww. Like, oh, thanks, Tommy. Wow, what a nice guy who we don't know anything about in terms of where and when he was born. <laughs> he's from so somebody so when the disaster artist came out i was reading because like a lot of articles he was on tv and people were like where are you from and the most the closest thing that he said was eastern europe because the main questions are like where he's from how old he is and where he got them and and where he got the money for um everything yeah so the um where he's from, apparently, somebody in like the mid two thousands hired a private detective, and Tommy's got a brother who lives in the states, so they couldn't f- track down the brother, but they tracked down a brother's ex girlfriend, and the girlfriend revealed that he's from Poznan, Poland. So that is the closest that we have to know where he's actually from. Wow, I, I would believe you. As a Polish person, I cannot believe that Tommy Wiseau is Polish. Legitimately, like I know, like you know these people, you know like people too, Mike, who like speak Polish and like are from Poland. He does not sound like he's Polish, but okay. <laughs> huh. He'll say his accent is Creole from New Orleans, and everybody's like, no. <laughs> that is... <laughs> <laughs> Like that that is wrong. That is that you might were, be the funniest goddamn thing I've ever heard. What you else? Were straight up. I have a Creole accent. From New Orleans, Rod, he said, "I'm from New Orleans." Rod, do you know what a Creole accent is? Yeah, it's like Elvis. No, the way you said it, you were like trying to be like a pizza Wait, manager. El- Elvis is not a Creole accent. No, but okay. To Matt's point. I intentionally was trying not to do a Creole accent. And isn't to... is oh. a Creole accent like Cajun? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Gambit? Come on, y'all. We gotta go down now. Y'all, y'all. Go Tigers. Like that. <laughs> 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 I 
Cat, Mike, shout out to Mike, Coach O. Mike, do, do, <laughs> Mike, do a Creole accent right now. Um, I can't share. I don't. I don't think I can. I gotta channel my inner gambit. You got this. We got all the time in the world. Oh. Quarantine's got oh. us good. Oh, mon chéri. Why don't you come over here and give Gambit some sugar shit? No, I can't. I just sound, sound like an idiot. <laughs> I can I can tell you a funny story though. Sure. Right. I went to New Orleans for my birth. <laughs> that was a funny so, ass story, Mac. I like classic that. Classic Mike. Right? I've been to Nolens for my birthday. And at the airport, there's a bunch of us. And uh, this this strange southern man comes up to us and says, I'll give you all a ride in the van. Gross. We're like, how much? And he's like, $10 a head. I was like, all right. Sure, we'll go in the car with a strange man. And But, I mean, like, there's literally like eight of us, nine of us, something like that. And so we're going. And uh, he's like... So I one of my favorite foods, and whenever we do the top five favorite foods episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. I um, this one's gonna be on there for me, and that's fried chicken. I love fried chicken. Um, my favorite is Korean fried chicken. I really like the spicy sauce, but I love fried chicken, chicken cutlet, like KFC style, Popeyes, like stuff. I love fried chicken. So the when I went down before i would go to willie's in new orleans and um willie's is really good fried chicken so i was asking the guy i was like where do you go where what do you recommend he goes you gotta go willie's the brothers um and he's named a couple other places and then he's like um they're like oh yeah they got good daiquiris and then we so apparently in in new orleans there's um uh drive-through daiquiris like you can you can drive. You go to a drive-through and you order daiquiris, like frozen daiquiris. That's amazing. And that's and that's it. And you just drive off. And we were like, no way, that's really cool. So he's like, yeah, I'll stop. So we stop. It was like ten o'clock in the morning, and they were closed. Figures, but wow. when he said he was gonna take us, I said, oh, roll tide, because oh, I took no. that. There's a podcast that I listened to no. called oh, Something to Wrestle Michael. With. And Conrad Thompson's from Alabama, and he says, roll tide after everything. And I started doing it at first to be obnoxious. And eventually, my friends say word a lot. And I was like, that's so outdated. So I was just like, all right, roll tide. And then it just kind of stuck, and I say it all the time. And so I was like, oh, roll roll tide, not thinking. And he goes, he like stops. (laughs) And he looks in the mirror. And he he spoke before. He spoke very clearly and like you can understand him. But you know how like being from where we're from, um, New Jersey, you, we have something called a New Jersey accent. Hey, forget about it. For gays. And, 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 and yeah, a and Jim Ted Laundry. And there's a thing called a New Jersey attitude. And if you're not from here, people like kind of perceive us as like rude or like, oh, you're kind of an asshole. But it's not. It's just like it's called the Jersey attitude. And um, when we get mad or heated, the Jersey comes out. 
So, and it's like really prominent when people from other states kind of like see it and like, oh, your jersey's out. So, I guess this man's New Orleans came out <laughs> because he switched, and I like could not understand a word he said. The southern drawl was just out, and he goes, "Roll Tide." He goes, "You don't say that around here." And I was like, "What?" Yeah. He goes, "Roll Tide." He goes, "You want to get yourself killed?" I was like, mm-hmm. "What?" He goes, "Roll Tide." He goes, "You you're an LSU country." And yeah. I was just like, "Oh, I forgot." I was like, I forgot. And he goes, roll tide. He goes, I'm about to throw you out of this car. Yeah. He, he goes, if you, if you weren't paying me, he goes, you're not, you're going to get your daiquiri last. And I was like, all right. He goes, roll tide. He goes, my daughter goes to LSU. And he had a little bit of a lisp too. He's an old, he was an older guy. Um, that was pretty war eagle of you, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, oh, roll tide. I, I, so as I was traveling down Bourbon, I would say that a lot to people, and they would get really, really mad, and I would get yelled at in Southern accent. Well, yeah, of course. They're like, roll tide. They're like, bless your heart. I'm like, all right. That's an insult for those of you who don't know. Yes. Oh, but like, man. this man like stopped, stared at me in the in the in the mirror, the rearview mirror. And he goes. We don't say that around here. I was like, <laughs> we don't oh, say that. Man. We don't say that. He sounded he sounded like like somebody from like Swamp People or something like that. Or like Tiger King. He sounded almost like Tiger King. Like God. like uh like Joe Exotic. Those are two distinctly different parts of the country though. <laughs> but, I mean it was southern. Yeah. I don't know. I it all sounds the same to me, and I'm sure all of us here sound the same new york new jersey to people from down south yeah i sound totally different from everyone i don't have an accent whatsoever i thought i didn't have an accent until i moved to the middle of the country and then i quickly found out that i did so so in this latest shooting the breeze quarantine edition what have you guys been doing I guess, besides being sick and getting healthy, um, how have you been consuming your pop culture needs? <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you want to, do you want to start this, Matt? Uh, like, what do you mean? What have I been consuming? So, I'll start. It's mostly been halal guys. Hashtag not sponsor. So that place is great, but I'll start. I finished... What has become my second favorite show of all time, Mad Men. Absolutely loved it. I think Don Draper is one of the best written characters ever. And John Hamm is so handsome. I watched the show Outer Banks on Netflix, which is like stupid teen drama. Um, But it's like good for what it is, I guess. And then um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. For the record, because it's but, like um, stupid fun, right? It's just really dumb and pointless. Yeah, and it's like bad acting, uh, like pointless plot, but like for what it was, I enjoyed it. And um, currently, I am watching Friday Night Lights. Ooh, hmm. yeah, that's the show. That's a very good show. Um, on season two, isn't the isn't the pilot just 
incredible and like how yes. it t- takes a turn so fast <laughs> yes but you kind of like there was some serious foreshadowing when they showed um when they like really like made it known like oh matt was the backup qb and like he had like a purpose and it's like oh you should explain what happens to the viewers for those who don't know yeah so spoiler alert if you're going to watch friday night lights it's kind of important but it's in the first episode um the quarterback tackles uh so the ball gets intercepted and the quarterback tackles somebody wrong and he ends up being paralyzed oh gosh so (laughs) the backup quarterback comes in and wins the game for them and the sea the season kind of takes off and it's it's like 20 something episodes long and it basically it's them going all the way to state the state championship and it's in texas um and then just kind of all the plots and how the backup qb becomes qb1 and all the other characters come to prominence so uh it's really really good it's on a lot of lists that i look at for top uh like tv dramas of the past 20 years Mm -hmm. it's usually on there at some some point as is mad men so that's why we were like going through like okay we watched breaking bad we watched bsg we watched lost um mad men and then now friday night lights so yeah i'm enjoying it so far a lot and uh played uh well you guys don't watch anime but I'm starting to talk about. I'm watching the Pokemon out anime right now. Oh, the Indigo League. Yeah. I am a weeb. <laughs> Did I say that right? <laughs> yes, you're. Oh, you're a weeb. Um. I'm a weeb. <laughs> and I've been playing Animal Crossing. Oh yeah. Oh jeez, I feel like half the freaking world is playing Animal Crossing. I've never heard the word turn up so much in my life. Turn up. So I didn't I didn't get to that part yet because I still don't know how to get those mm-hmm. or grow them. Wow, 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 wow! But I paid off my first house loan. Wow, proud of uh, you. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Ninety eight thousand bells. Animal Crossing is probably like the, one of the very few people like things that are actually benefiting from the quarantine mm-hmm. because, because of like everyone with the Switch was like, well. I, this new game came out might as well try it and now they're all <laughs> obsessed with, with turnips and bells and tarantulas and stock markets Yo, and tom nook elijah tom nook elijah wood elijah wood is trending a lot because he's like messaging people on twitter and he's like yo i see that you're i guess you could sell the turnips at a good price yeah and he goes i see your turnips are selling he goes can i come to your island <laughs> and like people like sh- take screenshots of elijah wood showing up at people's islands that's <laughs> awesome that's really cool. Yeah, the turnips are like the stock market for Animal Crossing. So, like, every day you get your turnips at, like, different prices. And, like, the higher it is, obviously, you want to sell it and you get more bills and stuff like that. But, like, it's become this real oh. capitalist thing on, like, Twitter and stuff like that where people will be like, yeah, you could come in, but you owe me, like, a thousand bells and, like, some flowers or some shit like that. I don't know. And I'm like, wow, there's an actual economy in this game. <laughs> because that that and Doom came out at the same time, and everybody was talking about playing both, but I don't hear much about Doom anymore, but I still hear about Animal Crossing. 
Oh, I have yet to play. I just finished the first Doom from 20... Well, not the first Doom. The Doom remake. And that game's Doom. fucking awesome. It's really hard. Yes. It's a heavy metal riff while you're shooting, like, demons and, like, punching them in the face. And it's, like, the ultimate game that I ever wanted. Well, yeah. The, um... The, the new Doom is really hard. I will get it eventually. But I'm currently obsessed with... Uh, grand theft auto with a bunch of my xbox friends because we're five pl- yeah gta 5 we're playing it online because it was so like xbox has the game pass which is a subscription service where you get like free games and gta 5 was one of them and so like me and a couple other people we were just like you know like f- fucking around in gta and we ended up we came up with like our own version of hide and seek and like we've been wasting like hours doing that and races and I am one of the people. Yes. Ron and I, Team Shrek 2. Team Shrek 2. The best Shrek, a.k.a. the best team. Mm-hmm. So what do you do on GTA Online? Because I've only played Grand Theft Auto 4, the story mode. So Grand Theft Auto Online is you just create your own avatar, and it's you can do whatever you want. <laughs> oh. So, so it's like free roam. Yeah. Yeah. And but you just kind of like, like run around the city, but but they have like missions and like they have maps for like Last Man Standing, King of the Hill, a bunch of like shooting games, and they also like have like race courses that you can race on. And I, you... I'm pretty good at racing to the point where one of our friends kind of rage quit after I won last night. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So speaking of games, um, I know that you prior to this talked about some leaks that happened that people are kind of mad about. But, um, before you texted that, I, um, I was, I ran out of, so I've, if anybody's got like YouTube recommendations, please at pop culture fed, let us know. Cause I'm, I've pretty much exhausted my, uh, what I watch on YouTube and I've just been rewatching stuff over and over again. Um, but I, so there's games that I'll probably never play, but I really enjoy the story. Um, Resident Evil being one of them, and um, I was like, "Why do people like? What is The Last of Us about? Like everybody say like, raves about it." So I was like, "What's the plot of Last of Us One?" And I watched a video of like a bunch of cutscenes and somebody going over the plot, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool," but it's a scary game, so I won't play it. <laughs> but then you were scary. like, "Yo, Last of Us Two got leaked." Yeah. So, so tell us about that. It was about a couple days of the of us recording where um the whole entire game was leaked on social media. They weren't exactly sure. I think it was like Twitter, but um one of the game developers supposedly handed it off to some leakers and they posted a bunch of the uh the game with like a lot of spoilers oh my god yeah and so much to the point that naughty dog had to like come out with like a public statement so it was supposed to come out in may before the pandemic hit and because of the pandemic it had to be pushed back a bunch and people are theorizing that because of how the crunch cycle for the developers was being so strenuous that like a lot of the developers just had enough and one of them was so fed up that he ended up just you know like bringing the game out before it was supposed to come out in june so like naughty dog 
came like during the day of the leaks, Naughty Dog went to Twitter and and they released a statement saying, "We know the last few days have been incredibly difficult for you. We feel the same." It's disappointing to see the release and sharing of pre-release footage from development. Do your best to avoid spoilers, and we ask that you don't mind and that you don't spoil it for others. The Last of Us Part Two will be in your hands soon. No matter what you see and hear, the final experience will be worth it. End quote. And so, like Naughty Dog, like they have been the people to make um, Last of Us One, obviously, but ob- they also made. The Crash Bandicoot series originally, and the Uncharted series more recently. So they're pretty, they're pretty well known developer. And the fact that they got leaks, that they got leaked to this degree is like pretty nuts, because like it was a lot of the game, and especially like the ending and the like. So it's pretty wild. So did the. Did, like, a video of the game get released, or did, like, you could actually play the game? No, there was a series of videos that ended up online showing... Oh, so the story got spoiled. Yes, the story got spoiled. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good for me. I'll never play it, so I would have just <laughs> loved to know what happens. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but, like, it's one of those things now where people just... People who were, like, really excited just let out a big collective sigh and just, like, turned off to tw- Like, deleted Twitter from their phone, because especially it's a month out from being released i think the release date is um yeah it's june 19th so people who are who have been waiting for the game now have to avoid spoilers for practically a month and a half so good luck to anyone out there godspeed but yeah so like and i mentioned this word crunch for those of you who don't know what crunch is it's normal it's like it's basically crunch time for developers like meeting deadlines so they're working like these crazy hours just to get everything to work and get to get it out ship on time i've heard some like crazy like i've heard some like crazy stories of like people working like three days straight going home taking a nap for like four hours and then going back into work to work like triple shifts so it's kind of I hear, it's kind of a toxic culture, but that's just how the video game industry is at this point. I hear that more a lot when I read a bunch of um, articles and videos that game developers aren't treated right. So, and they're worked to the bone. Mm-hmm. And then right be- and, that, and then right before the game, when the game's done, they all get fired because they're more contract workers than anything else. <clears throat> so it's a pretty fucked up industry but you do what you love i guess yeah i mean i so i watched I, I was having a group chat with my friends the other day and um my friends are very um in you know tech savvy and one of them's like oh yeah during they're like oh what are you doing during quarantine and i'm like yeah i'm building this pokemon diorama and then like, oh, I'm like, what are you doing? He goes, I'm programming a game. And I was like, oh, fuck me, right? <laughs> and um, he's like, he's like, yeah, let me show you. And he screen shares. So at some software, like, create a game or create a whatever. And uh, he's like, yeah, it makes it really easy for you. And it's basically, I was like, are you writing this code? Or are you just like searching it and the code's already written and you're just putting it in? 
He goes, no, I'm actually writing it. I'm like, no, this is fucking hard. Like, I don't know. Like, you give, give yourself a lot more credit here because, like, this is not easy. But it's basically making, like, a Flappy Bird kind of clone. Um, sort My favorite of. game of all time. <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, this is really impressive for something you just decided to wake up one day and teach yourself. Yeah. And I was just standing there with my jaw dropped because I was like, I don't know how to do any. Like, it looks so complicated. <laughs> and people were like, no, nah, it's easy. I was like, no, it's really not. If you don't know anything and you could barely, you know, code your MySpace wallpaper, you don't, you don't know. I just learned how to send an attachment in an email. Okay, I know how to do that. No, I'm, I'm kidding about that. I can barely do that, so. I could sometimes do it from my phone. So, Ron, what have you been watching? Or playing, um, or doing? Mostly, I spent most of my days just trying to get better. There were some days where I mostly just was asleep. Um, but besides that, I've been playing a lot, like a stupid amount of Rocket League and Grand Theft Auto. In fact, like right before this, um, I was playing the Grand Theft Auto story mode. Holy crap, it gets really hard and it takes a long time. Like, I think I'm like a quarter of a way through it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not really great at the game, but I don't know. I'm having fun. Um, and yeah, playing a lot of Rocket League, but not the normal type. I like playing the hockey, a.k.a. Snow Day, because it's just fun. I love I love that mode. It's great. Um, and I caught up on Better Call Saul because it's the best show on television right now. If you if you watch if you watch Breaking Bad and you and you're not watching Better Call Saul, what is wrong with you? Just go on Netflix right now and like watch the first four seasons and then find the fifth season somewhere. The fifth season, oh my god, Better Call Saul. It's it's just so great. Is it better than Breaking Bad? I in some ways it is, in other ways it's not. But the thing is, it's also tough to say, like, whether or not it is, just because we don't know how it ends yet. So that's that's my biggest thing. But, like, there are some super tense moments. Like the, what was it, the, the last or the second to last episode, like, I was literally on the edge of my seat because I was so anxious <laughs> as to, like, what was going on. My favorite characters in the show are well gus and mike i love those two characters from uh breaking bad but in better call saul lalo salamanca oh my god that guy is one of the best like tv villains i've ever seen lalo salamanca is my boy i love him (laughs) but you know but you know these characters aren't gonna die because they're in breaking bad lalo is not in breaking bad no, but, like, Mike and Gustavo are. Yeah, I know, but it doesn't, like, ruin my enjoyment of it anymore because there's, like, still things that they need to do. Like, even though next season it's going to be his last, is going to be the last one, like, there are still things that they need to do to get to where they are at the beginning of Breaking Bad. Plus, I have a feeling that they might do at least one episode of things that happened during Breaking Bad and or one episode of the events that happen after Breaking Bad when Jimmy is, like, you know, in his Gene character. So I'm just I'm just really, really excited. I just, I love it. Also, Lalo, Lalo Salamanca's um, 
<laughs> recipe for tacos is really good. Look it up. It's on YouTube. I made it. It's great. <laughs> Lalo is the best character. <laughs> Was it a binging for Babish recipe? No, it's like uh, uh, Better Call Saul. Like they make these little videos. I think they won like the Emmy for like best short form videos. And it's just like Mike makes a Mike makes a pimento sandwich. Kimmy talks about like ethics in the workplace, and like Lalo teaches you how to make tacos. And it's oh, like so it's like the actor like making the tacos too, or is it just like a? PA? It's the actor in in character making oh, the taco. That's awesome. That's it's really like, cool. <laughs> Lalo is oh my god, Lalo is just because all the other Salamancas are like you know these ruthless like aggressive people, and Lalo is just like you know. He knows how to work a room, and he's just super charming, and he's super smart. Maybe almost to the point where you feel like the character is kind of reading the script, but maybe not. Lalo, charming, extremely deadly, and oh my god, Lalo is just the best. I wish that... I I don't know if Lalo is going to die in the last season. I super would not mind a Lalo spinoff. Then again, I wouldn't mind a a Kim spinoff either. Kim Wexler, because she's also, like, one of the best best characters in the show. Probably my favorite. But, yeah, Lalo, ugh. Ugh. A spinoff can, for can, a spinoff. Can I make a confession? What's that? If I didn't like Breaking Bad, would I like Better Call Saul? Um, maybe. The, the one thing I would say with Better Call Saul is it's slow, and you don't realize why it's so slow until like you get to like the end of season one and then you're just like oh okay and then like after like no midway season two like and like season three it really starts picking up it's it's really good also breaking bad i didn't really get into until literally like the last episodes of season two when the plane explodes but yeah i I love both of these shows the gus fring arc is the best part of the series in my opinion oh yeah uh i love uh, gus fring and mike are two of my favorite like just tv characters of all time i love them both so much they're so great so yeah that's uh that's ron's love of breaking bad and <laughs> better call saul and would that be an epilogue or a prologue of el camino el camino was okay it's not like required viewing but it's still fun I thought it was okay. I didn't realize the uh, the dude from Friday Night Lights is in it. Is wasn't Breaking Bad, or he was in Friday Night Lights. The the dude, there's a dude from Friday Night Lights in El Camino. The the guy who plays Landry in Friday Night Lights. Um, I don't know yeah, Friday Rod, Night Lights. Know <laughs> oh, of course. Oh. How could I forget? <laughs> Jesse Plemons, Todd. Oh, freaking Todd! One of the yeah. scariest characters in Breaking Bad. Yeah. That guy's a great actor. <laughs> he was supposed to be in uh, episode seven. I don't know if he was going to play Poe or Finn, but it was he was one of the finalists. I cannot see him playing either of those people. <laughs> Same, like... but he was a finalist to play in something in Star Wars. Um, also, if you extremely underrated funny movie, if you ever see the movie Game Night, he's in that too. And he's also Great movie. he's also super creepy. Is it so? Is it actually yeah. good? Because I've 
been wanting to see it for a long time, but I've never like. It's very funny. Yeah, like, is it I, worth me renting on like Amazon Prime and watching it one night? For three ninety nine, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I remember I actually saw it um, one night. Uh, I was on my my cruise to Alaska, and me and my sister were like, "Yo, we got nothing for the next two hours. Let's watch." <laughs> Because, like, literally, we were at sea, and we, like, had just come back from a day of, like, excursions. And we were like, well, we got nothing to do but rest, so let's watch Game Night. And it ended up being really funny and enthralling. And Jesse Plemons, there's a plot, a minor subplot, involving him, the main characters, and Tostitos. And mm-hmm. it's it's great. How's your Nuzlocke going also, Ron? Oh, yeah, I've also been playing a stupid amount of pokemon gold and pokemon pinball um <laughs> the original or the better ruby and sapphire pinball uh i never played ruby and sapphire i only played emerald and even at that i got to like gym number five and i stopped um it's the original pokemon pinball thank you very much uh oh, the ruby and sapphire one's very good oh i'm sure it is <laughs> but anyway yeah um first uh i'm on nuzlocke number three. First nuzlocke i lost because basically, like, I had a co- couple critical hits, and I lost a couple of really important Pokemon. My last Pokemon standing was Matt, the Meganium. Hey, that's me. And, yeah, and so you died doing, like, trying to beat Koga. Um, and then... Well, you made it that far. Yeah. Would you like to explain what a Nuzlocke is really quick for the people okay, that so... don't know? A Nuzlocke in Pokemon is basically um, you every area that you enter into, the only Pokemon that you can catch is the first thing that you see. And if the Pokemon faints, it's considered dead. So you either have to throw in, throw it into a box forever or release it. I usually just throw it into a box because then I like to look at the end of the game, like which Pokemon died. But yeah, and then there are certain rules. Like I follow the rule... Um, I don't know if it's on the official Nuzlocke page, but it's like whenever I go to a Pokemon Mart in a new town, I limit myself to only buying, like I can only buy two total items and that's it. dude. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, and, uh, I also play by the rule that like, if I see a Pokemon in an area that I already have, like I don't have to catch it. So yeah, uh, that was my first Nuzlocke. My second Nuzlocke failed completely because i basically didn't catch a pokemon that could beat uh whitney's mill tank and whitney's mill tank just kind of stomped me and so now i'm on nuzlocke number three where i literally just beat whitney's mill tank a couple hours ago and so now my my current team is oh in this challenge i'm doing uh no starter so uh i boxed my starter after i got my first pokemon so now my team is Pidgey, Geodude, Eevee, Growlithe, Drowsy, and Ghastly. But I'm really, really hoping that I go uh, to Olivine City and catch a Chinchow. So that way it fills the need of the water and the electric. But uh, we'll <laughs> see. Yeah, you're going to need you, a surfer pretty fast. Yeah. Where do you get an Eevee in Pokemon Gold? Golden Rock. Yeah, yeah, Goldenrod. After you beat um, the Stood of Widow and you go to the Pokemon Center and you Crectic, or however the hell you say the fourth gym uh, leader's town name, you go back to Crectic and you talk, to, or you go back to Goldenrod and you talk to Bill, and Bill's like, "Hell, oh, hey, I just 
found this level 20 Eevee. Do you want it? And you're just like, of course. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm probably going to do the thing where you like, you raise it to like level 30 and it learns bite and then you make it an Espeon. So it's an Espeon with a dark type move. So Ooh, that's pretty ingenious. Yeah. So, um, I bet yeah, so, I, with the switch, I bought shield Pokemon shield and I'm thinking nice. about having my first run, having it be a Nuzlocke where, cause I literally know nothing about the game other than the starters. So I want, I'm going to try my first run at a game to be a Nuzlocke. So I can't <laughs> wait to just be stressed out playing a game. I love, <laughs> I am on record saying that that is a bad idea, but <laughs> yeah. I found Shield to be Pokemon Sword and Shield to be kind of hard compared to most Pokemon games. Great. So good luck <laughs> again, Matt. Bad idea. Not great. Nah. I mean, I'll give it a try. See how far I get, and then I'm gonna restart and play it, like actually, just to see. But how. you can get Ludicolo. Don't tell me when. Uh, but I'm not telling you when. I'm telling you you can. But yeah, Ludicolo is the best Pokemon. The Sombrero Pokemon. It's the best Pokemon. Uh, but yeah. That's pretty cool. Bron and I have also been watching this documentary series on oh, yeah, Netflix yeah. called Sunderland Till I Die. And Ron is now an official football hooligan. Isn't that right, Ron? Yeah. Um, Sunderland uh, FC. They're really Did you bad. Pick club? Yeah. I, I'm officially a Watford fan, mostly because of Elton John. So hasn't watched a single game, but yeah, I'm a Watford fan. <laughs> yeah, I've never watched a single game of club. I, would that be club soccer, club football, whatever the hell you call it? Yes. Yeah, but no, I'm a I'm a Watford fan. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's, it's not a game; it's a match. Whatever, I don't care. Go to the pitch and match yourself. Um, <laughs> roll roll tide, man. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no Sunderland, man. Those guys, Jesus, they're uh, they're not very good. Yeah. <laughs> So the documentary follows a seri- uh, a, fo- a team that was recently relegated from the Premier League to the Champions- Championship League. Yeah. And it goes behind the scenes of like the football of the like club. So it's like it interviews the football manager, which is their coach and like the GM and it's like showing their struggles of how to, you know, stay afloat and all that. And it's just like <laughs> You feel so bad for the fans because they live pretty. They live through the season of misery, and then they get to watch it again and be like, "Oh, wow, we really do suck." <laughs> well, yeah, they got relegated to League One. Yeah, yeah, because so, that—that's the thing. Like you can see in the first season, the plan was probably for the filmmakers to be like, "Oh, they just got relegated to from Premier to Championship League." So it's going to, like, the first season is going to be them, like, fighting their way back to compete for a spot back in Premier League. And they were trash. And they got relegated again. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, Ron and I were constantly talking about during the first season about how the producers just fell into this thing. Because, like Ron said, the producers probably thought, oh, you know, like, they just got relegated, so at least they'll be competitive. Maybe they'll, like, you know promote back up to the premier league because i read the producers and the director of the documentary were actual sunderland fans so they were actually fans of the of the soccer team that they were doing the documentary about so they're so they're probably super enthusiastic but as like they started like tail spinning out of control they're probably like 
oh no, our team, but oh my god, this documentary is going to be awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, it was really and, fun. And it was and really so fun explaining all of the football concepts to Ron about like the transfer league because there comes a point during the second season where one of um, Sunderland's best players is up for a contract negotiation, but he ends up not signing with them and transferring. I wonder why. Transferring for a team for in Ligue 1 in France. So, so I'm explaining like all these like rules about like relegation and transfers and loaning players out and I don't know. Ron from like the Xbox chat. Ron's eyes didn't seem glossed over. So he seemed pretty interested in it. I was interested, but it was still like, wow, soccer's weird. Yeah, it's a lot different than American sports. Also, can I just say, like, I don't know, like, anyone who's, like, watched the documentary. Like, I've never even heard of it before this, because, like, I'm not really into soccer, especially, like, overseas soccer. But, man, like, that owner was an idiot for, like, you know, not wanting to pay a player, like, what what was it, like, a million and a half to a million, to a million dollars? And then spoilers, they bring someone in for like four million dollars, and it's like, bro, what are you doing? Like that guy was great. Yeah. Like you, you idiot. Yeah. It's a great documentary. I highly recommend. It's on Netflix. It's two seasons, but it's it's like what fourteen episodes, and then they're in like, total. Yeah. In, in total, forty-five minute long episodes each. Not like even half like, hour to four. Like the first season's like half hour to forty minutes. And then yeah. the second season has less episodes, but it's longer episodes. So yeah, I mean, it's, check it out. Yeah, it's very Again, as some as someone who doesn't really like soccer, it was still like Football. a good. Whatever. It was also it's, amazing it's to watch, not knowing what's happening. Like, because after the second season, Ron and I immediately went on the Wikipedia page to see how they're doing this <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah, because like we didn't we didn't want to go on the Wikipedia and just be like, oh. Like, oh, well, this happens and this happens. So it was, like, hard to not look up anything. Mm-hmm. It was fun, though. So when, when I do create a pro in FIFA, I start with Sunderland every time because they're in League One. And I have to work my way up to the Premier League. They have by far the best stadium in League One, mostly because it's meant for a Premier League team. But Yeah, and all the other ones are, like, shacks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I mean, league uh, championship league has some pretty good clubs um, with some pretty good stadiums, like Blackburn Rovers, Queens Park Rangers, um, whatever Aston Villa, Newcastle, Aston Villa, uh, Swansea. Oh, whenever they all go there. Oh but, yeah, Ron also. Ron also couldn't understand like three quarters of the people like talking, so he had to put on subtitles. Oh my god, yeah, I had to put on subtitles cause because most they, of these people... They all had, like, the Northeastern British accent, which, if you're in America, the British, like, the Southern accent is, like, the Northern British accent, if that makes sense. Did I explain that right? So, like, sure, yeah. everybody in the South in America has, like, you know, the Southern accent, like we were talking about earlier. Like, it's basically we're all... It's where all the, all the the blue collar people. Yes, that's the appropriate way to say it. All the all the people that voted to leave the EU. Yeah, so all the people. Yeah, and like 
the blue collar people, the working class, live in the South in America. They all live in the North in England for the most part. If I'm wrong, please let me know at, at Pop Culture Fed. But yeah, they all have really weird accents, and Ron couldn't understand any of them, and it was really funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. Speak English. They they were. Speak proper English. <laughs> Speak the king's English? Yes. Did you guys hear about the Oscar rules? Oh, how they're changing them for, like, to allow streaming, like, direct-to-video or something? Hey, hey. So that's going to be interesting. Um, that'll be interesting Didn't to I call see that? what they do. You did, and I think that's going to set a precedent for a new norm. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. And now it's also now it's also like you know all the major theater companies are in a major battle with Universal because Universal's yeah. like yeah. yeah I'm out of the loop AMC on this one. banned Universal films. Mm. So what happened was uh, Trolls World Tour went to video on demand and made a bunch of money. Right. And Universal was like, oh, I kind of like this. So. AMC turned around and I guess got mad because they were expecting to get a you know a, a wide release and a you know like like it's a big feature because it's a kids movie so they all make a good amount of money mm-hmm. and um, they in turn banned Universal movies going forward so they will not uh, show them as of right now. Wait. I, so AMC is essentially upset that Universal released their movie not in their theaters, so they're banning them? Yes. Yeah, and so it's, they... it shows that like AMC and Regal are super afraid of video on demand because Trolls World Tour made the same amount of money in, I believe, one week that the first Trolls movie made in like three months. Holy crap. Well, that yeah. I mean, that makes sense. It's a new movie, so, uh, like, parents are going to want to give it to their kids if it's even, like, two hours of just, like, putting well, the kids the crazy in the part room. Is, uh, I was going to say, the crazy part is the video on demand is $20, which is more than a movie ticket in most places outside of major cities. Yes. So. But. 20 bucks. But I mean, it's a family of four watching 20 it. Bucks so for a fa- yeah, 20 cheap. bucks for a family of four is actually five bucks per ticket, which is cheaper. At least yeah, for right. where we are. Plus, you don't have to, like, spend any money on snacks. You don't have to worry about, like, other kids ruining your experience. Mm-hmm. You just sit there. You don't have to worry about people kicking your seat or talking yeah. during the movie. Or, you know, so, like, teenagers in the back row making out and give each other hand jobs. I don't worry about so you, that. It happened. <laughs> so Universal, um, AMC, I guess, felt slighted. And now, as Ron said, there's fears that they, because they could keep 80% of the revenue from video on demand versus about 50% for putting it out in theaters. So they're worried that movies with uh, like non-blockbusters are going to be moved on demand. And theaters, for the most part, will just be blockbusters. And going forward, until a certain point where on demand just becomes the new norm. Yeah. So, interesting that it's happening now. Interesting that Trolls World Tour was the one that did it. 
Um, but we will see what the rest of the year is like, and then the subsequent years. Yeah. So trolls made history and cinematic history. I can't wait for that to be in textbooks. Oh, this one hundred percent is going to turn into like one of those geek things where it's like, do you know which movie started the video on demand versus theater war? It's going to be some great bar trivia in five years. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Oh yeah, I can't wait for ten years from now and like all all the people who are kids now who are going to be in fifteen and like whatever major like social media platform it's going to be like. Uh, do you guys remember quarantine? Wasn't that crazy? We had to stay in our houses. Only 2010 kids will understand this meme, and it's just quarantine. <laughs> so, today's episode that you're listening to right now was supposed to be the next installment of our, uh, like our next series, and we were going to tie it with Star Wars because May the 4th, and May month is Star Wars month. Well, May, However, May the 4th is next week, homie. Right, but I mean, it's the, it's become the month of Star yeah, Wars. It's gonna it's be May. Oh, I can't wait for that. Those meme memes to come aren't up. just gonna hit like they used to, man. But we did a shooting the breeze episode because there was some breaking news that happened that we had to talk about. And if 2020 couldn't get any weirder, the Pentagon just confirmed and released footage of unidentified aerial phenomenon or better known as ufos how nuts is that i actually watched i actually watched the video and the entire time i was like oh my god that's a ufo Mm. i didn't really have that i didn't really have that big of a reaction to be honest it was just like oh Okay. Well, the fact that, so like, I... the news, it was kind of just like, yeah, the Pentagon. <laughs> yeah, the Pentagon releases. Yeah, they confirm it. Uh, yeah, moving on. <laughs> like... <laughs> so, I watched the video when Tom DeLong of Blink-182 released it years ago. And he was the one who said... So, he said, if you, if you ever want to, like, go down a rabbit hole... Um, Go look up videos and interviews that he's done. Apparently, he's got some crazy, like, important friends or, like, fans that ended up becoming important in the government. And we're like, hey, people might listen to you. Here's stuff about aliens. So he's, like, super, super deep into it. And he released one of the videos years ago. And he tweeted when the Pentagon... um, revealed that it was real he tweeted he goes oh this looks like my video that everybody was like no it's not real and now glad to say that they're they're saying that it is but the pentagon said that these videos do not uh like cause any national security risks so they're safe to be released but then there's other people like other like like uh, youtuber news youtube news kind of stuff that i saw and they're like Wait, doesn't pose national security risks? Meaning you do have ones that might pose national security risks that you can't show? <laughs> and I, everybody was like, wait, is this really happening right now? And like when I woke up, like the hashtag or like the trending topic was like, please 2020 don't get any worse. And everybody's like aliens. And I was like, oh shit. 
Yeah. Well, his chars are gonna come char- out. Get your gun, Mike. It's coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, it's crazy that they, you know, like they confirmed it. But I mean, life is basically gonna be the same until the Charizards land and like communicate <laughs> with us. Like, yeah, they exist, but life still goes on. Or maybe we could communicate with them and tell them like. Yo, could you fix this, please? <laughs> please? Please tell Matt me. Matt wants to go to bars again. <laughs> so, I really don't think it's going to hit until either, one, we get an alien, a UFO landing in, like, Central Park or someplace major, or two, the president or some government entity or some prime minister comes on the news with photos and stuff of extraterrestrials and it's like, Yo, they're real. Here's proof, and uh, that's that. And then I think everybody's gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Well, I wanna, I wanna get this out there right away. I wanna be a pro alien podcast. All right. I want to support our future <laughs> alien overlords. All right. I wanna. Be, oh yeah. I wanna sure. be. I want us to be the first openly pro alien podcast that isn't a conspiracy podcast. All right. Can we? All in favor, say this aye. Is... Can you do uh, both? Can we um, do both? I don't know. That's a. I'm all, all for the pro alien overlords because you know, if you can get here, there's a good chance you're you're better Please, than us. Please, that flaming Charizard in the sky, come down and teach us <laughs> your secrets. But it's kind of crazy that they just out of the blue were like, "By the way, here." Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the audio, the pilots and stuff, they're just like. I think this is a UFO. They're just like, they're like kind of being like lighthearted about it. And they're like, this is really weird. Yeah. And I don't know what this it is. It makes and you think like, if it happens you know, more often where they're kind of, if they were just like, yeah, this is, this might be a UFO. <laughs> that thing was but totally now, a weather balloon. Absolutely. But think of all the other times where pilots, cops, uh, military people were like, yeah, I pretty sure I saw a UFO. Or they're like, I don't know what this is, and they're going reporting on it, and everybody's like, no, no, it's swamp gas or Venus. And that, how many of those could have been real? I mean, the Pentagon was like, we don't know what this is, but it's not a national Mike, security risk. Mike, how did you know like, oh, my college okay. nickname was swamp gas? You just wanted to bring that up. <laughs> I thought that was wrong. No. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so tell us what you think uh, about the alien footage, uh, the UFO footage, or UAF footages and or uap uap footages sorry um at pop culture fed and tell us what you think i hope that they release more because a couple years ago we got confirmation area 51 was real now we have uap footage and hopefully we'll get extraterrestrial footage soon of of uh what's it called biological entities whatever biological entities yeah sure BETs? Black Entertainment Televisions? No. It was I'll like, see you guys uh, next week. <laughs> anyway, we have, uh, we have, I spoil the next. We have confirmation so May of month, <laughs> May month is Star Wars month. Next week, we're going to have the. We're going to talk about the prequels, then the original trilogy, the Disney trilogy, and then the other. So join us for the month of May for Star Wars month. Cue the music, Matt, for right here. Bye, Mom. <laughs>